Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. I'm Alon. This Walsh. Here we are, bro. This is the real yeah. deal. Gamic one in the rear view. Let's fucking jump straight in. This is, the, we... this is the actual first episode of the season. Yeah, the rest of the episodes are bullshit. So how'd you do? What are you sad on? What's your team? What do you like? What do you hate? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm on 78, so decent. 372k rank. Not that bad. So you're on 78. Yeah. And you're at... 372k. Yeah. I'm on 80 and I'm at 283k. That's nuts, so there's a hundred thousand places in two points, which also we'll talk about a lot in the what the fuck section. But so many people are already talking about taking hits. Oh, god, we're gonna just fly. A hit is yeah. 200,000 places right now. Yeah. Is that really worth like swapping fucking some guy who's good to some other guy who started? Yeah, dude, De Bruyne blanked. You gotta get rid. You gotta get rid, dude. All right, what do you got? What are you, what are you sad on? Um, oh, some people on massive scores, too. It was such a high-scoring week. I saw, like, Work Danny on 88, Guess Jason 87. Holy shit. Yeah, fuck both of them. <laughs> um, I'm happy. I mean, starting in the back, I got three clean sheets out of three defenders. Heaton didn't keep it clean at Chelsea, which is fine. Right. So um, three for four. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked. I'm I was worried about Phil Jones's place a little bit, but he started and was fine today. Naughton got a bone, Birdie got two bones. Birdie was fucking amazing, like amazing yeah, stats and it's everything. Good, great stuff. Yeah. Um super psyched about David. We both have in your shout early preseason shout of the year. So far, I mean it's so good. So far shout of the year. I mean yeah, he he came in huge, and everyone else on City besides Kuhn blanked, and the eight points with the BAPs were great, and he almost got a double return. Yeah, he had that questionable offsides where he then, like, teed up Jesus. Yeah. Five chances created, like, yeah, the, the bones, everything. <sighs> wow. <laughs> David! <laughs> <laughs> um, I got JWP, Soup du Shore on the uh, Slack channel. He had incredible stats. He really looked like he should have scored, should have maybe had an assist too. I'm going to stick with him for at least like one or two more weeks before I even think about getting rid, but okay. that's fine. Genie is more on the chopping block of my mids, and he was just so bad. Liverpool were mostly really bad. It was a fucked up game, but you know, we'll see. I'm not worrying about it now. Um, it was also an away game for him, so we know what he does away. Which he is usually he never scores away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, KDB blank. Yeah, whatever. He's fine. I, Scott Scott had a good quote in the Slack. He said, "If you're considering getting rid of KDB after one game week, then I've got a place for you in my FPL money league." <laughs> like just fucking um, spot on right there. Before we move to Fords, I want to hear more JWP thoughts. So, I mean, Southampton kind of more of the same, but. Five five feels like a good punt. A Wobi didn't start. You feel you feel pretty good with him. You want to hold tight. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's concerning that Southampton haven't scored at home in six straight games. Like that that's is a fucking concern. broken. Like that's that's a, that's a concern. Very difficult to do. But yeah. I don't know the amount of like sitters that were missed. I think you replay that game, they score two or three goals. 
Like if you look at advanced, like um, expected goals and all that shit, like they actually performed really, really well. They completely dominated Swansea, pinned them back pretty much the entire game. Swansea didn't have a shot on target. I was pretty pleased. I think he definitely like shined, and I don't think there's any reason for him to get dropped at all. So yeah, I feel I feel pretty good with JWP. But you know, if they're if he and Southampton blank another in a row, and it's just nil nil and just horrible, then like okay, they're just like. They just can't attack, you know. But yeah, I think at five five though, like we've been talking about in the preseason pods, is that's where you want to punt, I guess, right? That's where you want to punt. So like in another world, I feel like he has a double return last week. You know, if just like a couple things fall his way, if Mawson doesn't block a shot with like his fucking elbow, you know, it's just like yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad with JWP. I was watching that game. And I, the whole time, I was just like, God, he's like just in the box all day. Like, he looks so good. Yeah, because, I mean, we've already seen we're potting on Monday, and we just saw Shaka price rise already with the first two days of price changes. So he noticeably dropped a lot further back when Ramsey came on. I mean, when he's playing there with El Nenny, he'll have more freedom to roam. That Arsenal game just confused me. Complete confusion that entire game. I rewatching that entire game back, but... I feel like JWP is a much better shout than Shaka. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, Game Week 1 is such a fuckfest. Like, yeah, we, we really honestly surprises. don't know anything. We barely know any more than we did in preseason at this point. Yeah. But the one yeah, other, Shaka was one. pretty good, though. Like, there's a video in the Slack you'll see Nate posted that was really good, and it was Henri, like, analyzing Lacazette. And okay. there were just so many times when Shaka had the ball on his left foot deep, Laka made like an amazing run, and Shaka just didn't pass to him. And Lacazette just like put his hands in the air, like what the fuck? And like it feels like that will happen a couple times a game, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going on tangents here, but it's fucking pot time, so whatever. I was extremely impressed with Pascal Gross at the five-five slot watching that Brighton game because he was playing on the shoulder. He was playing as a striker, and he ran off sides four times, but. When they're not playing City, I think he's going to be fucking in there. And he was on some set pieces. He was someone I was very, very impressed with, someone I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, he was on the radar of all of the like hardcore stats people because he was so impressive in Bundesliga. And it was interesting because him and Proper were... It was kind of like... It was a front three, but there was no width at all. Like, they all three of them, when you look at like the average position, like heat map, it was like striker, Hamed... Proper and uh, and gross were all just like central halfway line all yeah. like clumped together. Well, they were all kind of playing. They, they are, Their heat map is City's hilarious against City. City's back line was at the halfway line, so Gross was just trying to lurk and make runs yeah. for if they ever could like clear something deep and just run onto it. But I think it's telling. He's five five midfield. He's playing basically a striker. That's exciting, and he's on set pieces. Uh, they didn't look great. But, I mean, they played City, so I could see them having some decent games. But Pascal Gross looks like he's going to be central to a lot they do, and they have a really good run of fixtures starting. So he's someone I'm kind of half-eyeing to maybe downgrade if I need funds for one of my midfielders soon. I don't know. Yeah, for a fourth or fifth fifth spot. Yeah, no, that's a good shot. Let's wrap our team so we can really get stuck in. Well, yeah, there's Kev, who, as we mentioned, blank. I mean, I don't know. It It was a little concerning, not... You know, I'm not considering getting rid of him, but like he was noticeably deeper than Silva. Like Silva was the one like making the runs into the box and 
KDB hockey assisted and almost hockey assisted another on the Silva offsides. I'm not worried, but it would have been nice if Kev had more than like two shot, two touches in the box and had a shot in the box. Zero chances created is not great. I'm not worried at all. Yeah, but he's fine. Um, Bob was, you know, I guess my best shout in hindsight. Like he did exactly what we thought he might do. He took the pen. He assisted. He max bones. It's great. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Kane. I'm not worried at all. Everyone's fucking freaking out about Harry, but I don't know. I mean, it's six touches in the box, six shots, five in the box. Those are all number one amongst forwards. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty fucking good for your forward. And then yeah. Rom was just obvious, you know. Yeah. If from, someone from someone there, asked me on Twitter like who's who's the number one essential player in FPL, you know, dumbest shit ever like there there are none but if there's one it's rom you know if there's yeah, when you're looking at ownership and shit like it's just nuts. and that's why yeah. we have him i don't even yeah. want him like i want coon but like yeah, i want i want rom he it was good owning because i loved having him when he was on everton and he's so good he's so good i just don't he's like so united good. and shit so yeah but yeah once the ownership got that high and their fixtures and you know the captaincy is going to follow it's just going to go up further i'm pretty sure he's price rising tonight if he didn't already so it's just like his stats were he nuts. Did not he looked did good not price rise. okay well him and mkhitaryan are going to go up this week and it's just yeah. you know it seems but uh okay. how'd you do um, so yeah, 80, 80 for me. I got three of four cleans, uh, Fabianski, Danilo, and Stevens. Dan with just the one point. And then midfield, I had a pretty consistent grouping of points with uh, Silva on eight. And then I had De Bruyne and Zaha, who both blanked, unfortunately. But then Ali and Erickson both came in with 20 combo points, which was fantastic. I was so lonely with Kane <laughs> watching that yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, the, Erickson was so good. He was like, yeah, he, he was could have incredible. had. He almost had a, yeah, he was great. And then up top, I had Gabbiadini, who I don't, I don't know, Too he's soon. maybe just, maybe he's just bad, but I'll give him home, home Swans next game and see, or West Ham and see where I go from there. And then uh, Captain Rom, but yeah, enough for eighty points. A little bit upsetting on my bench. I had Florian Lejeune, who's probably going to be out for a month at least with this ankle injury, which is very troublesome because. I was banking on that depth, especially with someone like Danilo, who got subbed early, could easily not start next game. Thank God I have Ben Mee as cover, and I don't have a 4 defender, but a little bit of a situation there. And then, you know, Zaha with this news of potential being injured is a concern as well. So I have to, have to monitor that. I mean, not great to wake up with two yellow flags on uh, game week one afterwards when I'm really trying to save as much as I can. But I don't know. If Zaha's going to miss, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to spend it there. Yeah, and that's on a lot of people's minds. And my, I have the same answer for everyone, which is just like we just we just gotta wait. Like, yeah, gotta, don't worry about price Friday. rises. We yeah. need to know what's actually happening before you use a transfer. Yeah, the main thing that's very troublesome with that is normally I like to take the two weeks to assess. I mean, we could fuck our teams off. Let's move on, right? To just general bans. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go on. Yeah. Um. I usually like to take those two weeks to reassess to figure out, like, if I'm going to transfer Zaha out and I do it on game week one, like, your inclination is to just get another 7 million midfielder. But realistically, you have to look at the other positions on your team and who you need to move out next and think about, like, okay, 
do I need to free up money here because I have my eye on getting rid of this guy? There's no one good on his price bracket. So for me, I'm looking at kind of Gabbiadini. I mean, if he blanks again, I don't want to fucking keep him again. He's just, I need to just move on from that punt. It's clearly a punt. Do I want to free up money by downgrading Zaha so I have money to get to Bob or something like that? Or do I want to stick in Zaha's bracket at seven, maybe six, five, and then, then keep someone in Gabbiadini's price bracket around the seven million forward? So I think it's just, you have to be cautious with your game week one transfers because that's how you back yourself into a corner and then you end up taking hits earlier. You have to early wild card is not kind of looking at your whole team, especially, you know, I mean, I have Lejeune out, so I only have four defenders. So there's a lot to consider. Yeah, you, you're always trying team. to, like, analyze and figure out the pressure points of your team is how I worded it in lineup lambs, you know. and You're a great writer. You think so? Yeah, great. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, I have... What I said in lineup lambs is that my pressure points defense because Phil Jones is not nailed, and I have a fifth defender who doesn't play at Mariapa. I got away with it this week. But when you look forward, I have Simpson who just conceded four goals and wasn't good. I have Phil Jones who's not nailed. Maybe Lindy or Smalling eventually takes his place. I have Mariapa who doesn't play. So in a similar boat, like someone like Wijnaldum, I have to think similarly and, and look ahead and be like, okay, well, do I want to just go 7-0 to 7-0 or do I want to maybe upgrade Mariapa to someone who looks really good or change Simpson to just keep the balance and keep everything flexible and genius? Yeah, it's a tough one. But so anyway, so but forget we'll, we'll do our teams later. What are some things that stood out this week? What do you want to hit on first? Well, I mean, you brought up Zaha, and okay. he's, he's super, yeah, super high owned. Yeah, start with the darkness and then follow the light. <laughs> You're supposed to follow the light, right, when you see the light. <laughs> I just run away from it. I just want to stand back. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave Cullen asks, if it transpires that Zaha is indeed out, can you run through the best options at 7 on below? It's so tough, dude. Like, some of these well, teams that I'm seeing tweeted in are like they just have they just have no backups. Like some people just have like an empty bench or one really bad fixture on their bench. And if Zaha's hurt, they're just they're they're going to start at zero. So it's like yeah, not they have good. two four zero defenders and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, at the seventh spot, I think Ramsey caught our attention coming off the bench for Arsenal, uh, bagging a goal. Willian looked very bright. I mean, he got the assist, got a bone in that crazy game. Their fixtures are tough, um, but other than them at the seven zero, there's not know. that many other seven zeros that were great. That's about. I mean, we got Fab suspended, but is there anything? That's like that's it to me. Yeah, I, I don't see any others. I mean, like you look at a guy like Tadic, and he was good and had really good stats, but you're not going to buy he into Southampton does, right now. No. And he always does that. Yeah, he always has good stats. Deceive. I mean, you got West Ham, who just didn't know what the fuck was happening in life. You don't want to go there. You can't really jump on Richie right now. Newcastle are very underwhelming, other than like Atsu. Like yeah, I'd rather I mean, have they, Atsu than Richie, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they they might be able to turn it around. I think they will. The they were Explorers. down a man, but like I'm not yeah. buying them right now. You know, no, probably not after that game. But it was too bad that Pereira got hurt because he was someone at six zero who I was interested in, and yeah. You know, I think he's just a fantastic player, but that's why I was looking at kind of gross, and maybe dropping down to that price bracket isn't 
the worst thing. I guess like you can make an argument for Ince. He had some really good stats. Yeah, he had some he good looked, shots and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he looked he looked good against us. But again, you know, you never know what Huddersfield's going to do. They they should struggle. I mean, they're, they're not going to get to play Palace every week. Yep. But yeah, like same Rose, with like I think JWP. Albrighton was pretty good. JWP. Yeah. It's like it's tough, dude. I'm yeah. happy to not be in this scenario right now. Yeah, and it's also looking back when we were looking at a few different sevens in our drafts, it feels very good not to be stuck with a couple players in that price bracket. But I do I would probably try and downgrade that spot, honestly, down to a five five. I mean I, I, I like Gross a lot. I wouldn't have a problem doing that transfer. Um I, I like JWP like you're mentioning a lot, even though they didn't score at home. Their fixtures are still great. His stats were great with his shots and chances created. I think he's a good shout. Yeah, it feels um, like the thing with JWP is that their defense is so good and their fixtures are so good that like even if he only peppers in a few assists on corners and set pieces, like he's going to get a lot of three pointers for clean sheets. Like it's not the worst, you know. No. Like he's going to still kind of tick over just because of that. Yeah, and if he's averaging something like four and a half or so points a game at five and a half million, that's fantastic. That's all you can ever hope for. And he really would only need to be getting, you know, an assist or a return every three to do that, which isn't amazing. It's not like Mares, whatever, when he was five five, but it's something you could definitely stomach yeah, as your exactly. fourth midfielder or something. So that's probably where I'd go with Zaha. But on on the aside, I mean Palace were just a mess in general. It was clear that Frank was trying to play out the back and kind of usher in this new New era, but dude, Frank's eye. By the way, yeah, it's fucked up, dude. Oh my god, dude, Bond, yeah. Bond villain, straight up. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little terrifying. <laughs> it's very terrifying, don't, dude. Don't want a piece of that. Like you see him in the alley, you fucking run away. Yeah, the other managers, I'm sure, when they go for the handshake, are just like, yo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're probably like whispering oh in the assistant manager's ears, like, dude, look at his fucking eye. It's like, did you see his eye? It's Versus like, Wagner's the exact opposite. He doesn't he's even. Just so, yeah, he's so happy to be there. Yeah, he doesn't even look like a manager at all. He's just no. like a quiet chipmunk. It's like a chipmunk. <laughs> I was gonna say he's like a substitute teacher. Who, like yeah. he like eats the same thing for lunch every day. He's just quiet. Tuna, tuna salad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nails on the tuna salad. <laughs> but yeah, dude. So many people have Dan, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Zaha. So I mean, Ruben Loftus Cheek was by far. What's yeah, up? Ruben Loftus Cheek was by far the standout player of the game. He started playing very far forward, and then he dropped back deeper. Um, he was very influential when he dropped back deep, and he was close to an assist here or there. But I feel like he's going to be one of those where he looks great every game, but he's not necessarily getting FPL returns. But I think we just need to give it some more time. He looked so good. Yeah, like he didn't have the good attacking FPL stats, but at the same time he led Palace in in BPS. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that kind of sums it up. It's like he wasn't really threatening goal or assist, but like he was really good for the entire game. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then Fosu Mensa, I mean, he's definitely going to be nailed at 4 or 5. Clearly he wasn't fit to start 90. We backed ourselves into a corner there because we had to, Use our last sub on him on like 70 or something. We put in fucking Tompkins, who immediately just didn't realize what the speed of the game was and gave up a goal immediately. Yeah, it was bad. So I think Foster Mentz is very safe. Dan, he's safe in the middle there. It's just a question of if he's going to get any attacking returns. It is noticeable. I mean, Benteke really does take up all of the room. 
on set pieces. And they, it's so many times that yeah, in this he game, only got they that were, one chance, Dan. Right? Yeah, and yeah, but, yeah, yeah. the ground. Yeah, that, and that was on his foot too. It wasn't on his yeah, head. Yeah, it wasn't it was even just, on his head. Yeah. When those indirect set pieces come in, so many times Dan's just like a little behind Benteke, and Benteke is getting his head to them. They attack the same space, which is where the ball always goes, but Benteke is just like Benteke, so I don't know. And then Palace are just bad, so definitely don't get any of our players in this moment. <laughs> but Zaha, but, what what do you think about Zaha? I mean, like, he was really wide, but he was in the box a lot. He could have scored. Yeah. I mean, like, if he's not hurt, I'm he's not fine. too worried he's, about him. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not at all worried. I wouldn't yeah. consider getting rid of him if he's fit, but... yeah. On another day, he could have had a double return. He forced one very good save by Lossel um, on a shot coming in from the from the from wide wide position, and um, he had a couple of decent crosses where we just like had zero players in the box. That could have been an assist if like MacArthur was playing. He probably would have yeah scored. yeah no one making late runs into the box like Cabai. We just we missed that a lot positionally aware from midfielders coming in, but Zaha looked fine. He's, he totally was fine. He's going to return points. We still have good fixtures for the next five game weeks, and if he's fit, I think you need to just calm your knee and your nerve and just hang tight. Because Yeah, and I think the defense will be fine. Like I was a little bit worried about Palace and DeBoer, and like, like a lot of the pods were about like how slow, the slow possession game and whatever, and it got, it was just a bad matchup, it seemed like, but I don't know. Home Swansea at Burnley, game makes three and four. Home Southampton, game makes five. Like, yeah, those are still like are. good fixtures to start yeah. sounding like Dan, you know? Oh, for sure. You're definitely not going to get battered in any of those games. Yeah. So. You got a clean shot there. It just really depends on what we're doing with Joel Ward. If he's in the team sheet, we're not going to keep a clean Everyone's sheet. Everyone's worse, yeah. If he's not in the team, then we have a very good chance of keeping a clean sheet because our worst player is not playing. <laughs> God, he's bad. I couldn't believe the things I was seeing. What he was doing was I was absolutely astonishing. I don't the Slack understand. Slack chat was how, just like Joel Ward concedes a corner. Joel Ward scores an own goal. Joel Ward, like so. I, I don't. I just don't understand how we're playing a promoted team who had negative goal difference at home, and we're playing Joel Ward at right wing back who has no pace and can't play right back in a back four and overlap. Like that's a problem, and I don't know what DeBoer was seeing or thinking that. He thought he's a better option option than Townsend because it the makes deficiencies no sense. in the team, the deficiencies in the team were just abundantly clear for everyone. Yeah, you look at a team like Everton, who are like you know similar. They're definitely better than Stoke. Stoke are not much of an attacking threat. He starts Calvert Lewin at right wing back. Yeah. He's like essentially like an attacking winger because it's it, it's the same scenario. It's just yeah, yeah Ward right wing back yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah. All right, I don't want to talk about pa- yeah, Palace. No, that's, that's we need Palace to fucking check, shut Palace. Ca- check, check the box. Check the box. Let's go to your your squadron. How about a little pool with their Ugh. fucking offsides nightmare loss? Yeah, they were they were so bad that first half, dude. They were as bad as I can remember in the last like three or four years. Like, yeah. just the giveaways, like Bobby, Matip, Genie, Hendo, like the giveaways. The pa- it was like. We were playing with, like, multiple Rob Holdings in the side, and it was just, like, a fucking nightmare. But um, from an attacking FPL perspective... Everyone ev- came in. Everyone's happy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Salah was Bajini. great, amazing stats, just picking up right where he left off preseason. Yeah, so let's talk about Salah, yeah, because yeah. he deserves a little... So 9 Salah, a.k.a. Now. Sarah, a.k.a. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he came in with... 
a double return goal and an assist. Mm-hmm. 26 bonus point system points. That is stunning. Yeah, so low. Because isn't that less than what you get for just the goal and just the assist? Did he have complete negative points elsewhere? Like, I mean, did he get negative points from every single thing he did in open play besides the goal and assist he got in the BPS? Yeah, I don't. I wish I had. I don't like know a what the numbers are, but, but it seems like that would bad. be it because 20, 26 on a double return is fucking insane. Like, Willian got 29 and he only got an assist. Yeah. RLC, yeah, so, got, RLC got like 20 and. Yeah, they lost three nil, and he got no attacking return. So he's going to lose out on points because he's going to be missing chances consistently. He's going to be missing the target consistently because his stats are so good. That's going to be annoying. I mean, you're going to have games where he's double returning possibly and not even getting a bonus point because I mean, twenty six, twenty six on the BPS. That's very low. I mean, he had a double return. He got one bat. So that's going to be a myth. So it makes me feel like. Bobby is just that much better because he got a goal and an assist and he like doubled Salah's points in the bonus point system and got max bones. So I think that both are worth investing in, but it makes me want Bobby a lot more at this point. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't even, this went totally over my head and this is a fucking great point by you, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking at like how the BPS system works a little bit and it's just like, yeah, he must have just been caught off sides a lot, shots off target. Like just getting dispossessed, getting tackled, turning the ball yeah, over. The ball. I mean, that's what he was doing. We watched the game. He was doing yeah. that all the time. He just sprinting but he's also gonna, constantly. And like, yeah. when he's on your team in, a, in real life, that's good. Like, I want him yeah. off the shoulder yeah. all the time. But yeah, yeah BPS, it, and Bobby doesn't do any of that. Bobby's no. like much slower, drops deep, Only, creates yeah, chances, shit, like safer in chances. Yeah. Yeah. Great wow. passing stats. Yeah, yeah. That's but a fucking at the same- great. Great point by you. Yeah, but it's 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 one of those double edged swords, as they say, because you want your players to be bossing all those stats, with shots on the box, blah blah blah. It's a lot like Ollie, where you know they're going to score their points on their returns, but it's just so fucking annoying when you look up and you're like, oh my guy got a double return, like is he going to get max or what? And then you check and you're like, oh he might not get one. Like you have to wait for adjustments to see if he gets one. Yeah, midfielder scoring a goal is eighteen BPS. Yeah, so an Mane assist finished is, with 18 and Salah finished with 26. What's an assist? Can't be less than eight. It's nine. So he got negative one points in open play for, on the bonus point system. That's fucking crazy. That's and insane. Mane got negative too because you get yeah. points for just like minutes and shit. I yeah, guess yeah. just like he PC got a card. guys like Mane, Mane got a card. Unfavor, unfavorable. Yeah, I, mean, they, I mean, they don't have good passing stats. They get to, it's all the things. They get dispossessed. It's, it's a tough one. They don't have the good assisters. passing stats. They also don't pass that much because all yeah, those to, percentage based stats are yeah. like minimum 30 pass attempts. Wow, this is getting nerdy, but I like it. Dude, we're we're not nerds. We're we are potty. fucking absolutely <laughs> nerds, dude. Come on. <laughs> we have an FPL pod, that's normal. Yeah, uh, that's I crazy. Want- wow, wow. Good, great <laughs> points, dude. I'm fucking pumped on that. But yeah, Bobby doesn't oh. do that shit. Bobby's just good to go, baby. I think Bob, Bobby, when he's going to be on pens, it's, Bobby's got to be in all the teams coming up. I mean, that's why I'm look. I'm looking very hard at doing this, uh, a Wilf to, and Gabs to five five and and Bob and Bob I and mean, Bob. I think these yeah, Bob be fucking on straight is just in. insane. It's like, fucked up. I I shouted this in preseason. Some people on Twitter were like questioning me, but you look at his his two seasons. One was like basically half a season, 
he's pretty much nailed for like around double digit assists and definitely double digit goals. And you just include pens and the extra bonus and all of that shit. And the thing that I said on the pod that people were questioning is like he's gonna put up Ali type numbers and like you just can't really deny that. That's yeah, what that's, that's what Ali oh, does. I don't know about twenty goals. I don't think he'll get twenty either, but he'll probably make up for it in bonus. Sixteen. So yeah. the thing there was a little bit I was reading some analysis about Bob last year as a midfielder when he's getting an extra point for the goal and an extra point for clean sheet mm-hmm. versus where he would have wound up if he was classed as a forward last season mm-hmm. with the extra bonus points. And I think it was about a wash. I don't think there was a massive difference there. Oh, I thought it was higher. I don't remember. Maybe I'm making this up. But I think at the end of the day. But then at the end if, of the day, you if have he's the on pens, pens that's yeah. the if thing. He's on, yeah. And we still don't know. I mean, we still haven't seen him take yeah. one in the league with Milner with on. Milner but on. Yeah, but he's going to take a few because Milner's not going to be playing as much as he did last year because he's a fucking old midfielder who was playing reverse out of position and he was a shit left back. So. <laughs> he was a good left back. Come on. No, don't don't come at me with that. He was a bad. He was a bad left. Back. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. Nah, fuck off. I want to talk about Arsenal because I think that yeah, was the Arscast most. Yeah, Arscast is big. Yeah, Arscast is big, and we'll get guest Jason on for a little Arscast session soon, but. I don't know what to make of them. I, Lacazette had that early goal, which was phenomenally taken. But then he completely disappeared. I think he had maybe like one other half chance, but I feel like Leicester figured out how to mark him out of the game very easily. But at 10-5, they didn't look fantastic, Arsenal, but I think he's going to come into a lot of our teams soon. What, what do you think about Lacazette? Um, I think I mostly agree. I He was invisible, but I don't think it's the type of thing that it's his fault. You know what I mean? Like, some players will go missing, like Ozil, his teammate, and it seems like it's like a la- it's, it's perceived like a lack of effort or they're just not working hard enough to, like, get the ball. But I don't think any of that's true at Lacazette. Like, like I said in that video with Henri, like, he was making runs all day. Arsenal yeah. were just honestly getting bossed for a lot of that game. Yeah. Like, I mean, Leicester should bad. have won that game, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Once they took over and once they made the more attacking subs and just their backline was hilarious. <laughs> Bell end left back, Ox right back, Monreal and Cola center backs is just mental arson shit. But yes. once they started like going forward a bit more, I thought Laka again just like showed his class. I thought he was amazing again. Like yeah, that he's he really intelligent, really, really good cross that could have been a goal for Rambo. Yep. yep. And yep. then he had that play where. Giroud got sent in and Giroud like cut it back to him and he like dribbled he basically like, megged two guys and got a really good shot off again yeah I mean we, we were shouting him hard in preseason for a reason I mean yeah. it's hard for me to imagine him not scoring like 20 goals yeah 10-5 good and he's gonna be on pens there and they get their fair fuse that's good, good yeah pick. if I had to like redo game week one team like I feel like my front line would be like Bob Lacazette and Jesus well Lukaku. Oh, sorry, I forgot about Lukaku. Fuck, yeah. that complicates yeah. things. Yeah, but I bought Lukaku you know I mean. and one of them fucks. But yeah, I think Lacazette, I think amongst the hardcore FPLers are the teams that we normally see, and I did not see a lot of him. He was very, very much the minority of the Just wasn't 10 worth 5 the risk. and over. Yeah, it wasn't worth the risk, but at the same time, I mean, returned in his first game. Granted, didn't get any baps, but he looks like he's going to be scoring regularly. So Yeah, he had he's good, good pick, stats. He had Three chances created and stuff. Like, yeah, he's just and good. then he's just really good. And then Kalasinak was really good. 
Yeah, everyone's freaking out about him. Yeah, I mean, he's a man. He's good. He's a fucking unit. Yeah, he's a fucking big boy. He's six. Is he's going to easily earn six, especially when he's getting in there and he's playing on the as a, as a left sided center back when he is playing when he's not playing Bellerin on the wrong fucking side of the pitch like an ass fuck, <laughs> and Kalasinac is over yeah, there on the left back. That'll be back and shit. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be fucking good. So yeah. He's someone also that we're going to need to figure out yeah. about. His composure was just yeah. crazy. He, he keeps the ball like so calmly going yeah. towards the byline when there's like three guys around him, and then he just fucking makes a great pass. Like, or he just like fucking penalty Maradona spot. moves around like some central yeah. midfielder. Or yeah. hit on his assist, that the tap into Welms. He wasn't yeah. like looking down in his feet. He's just like, oh, no. just casually driven. Oh, yeah. there's the goalie. Yeah. Okay, tap in. Easy. It's amazing That's that like they forward. got him on. Yeah, it's amazing that they just got him on a free. Like, yeah. How does the rest of the yeah. world miss that? I mean, I mean, that's all right. That's Arsenal in a nutshell, that's, right there. They're all hard. about like the under the radar gems and shit, and they yeah, like, looks like they like found Debu- another. Yeah, like Debussy, like that one's so great. <laughs> Very under the radar job, Debussy. All over Vardy party, though. He looked back to two seasons ago, Vardy. Yeah, he looked bounce back he levels. really good. Yeah, I wonder if he, like, juices or something. Like, he gets a little, like, too pumped up after a dong. I yeah, love it, though. He's definitely got, like, some cocaine. Little, yeah, a little his, bit of cocaine, a little, like, testosterone boost before the game. Like, he, he probably doesn't have sex. Like, he's... He needs full release for every time but, he dongs. I mean, an interesting front line would be Bob, Vardy, and a premium. Yeah, the, the only thing that, that bugged oh, what me is about Vardy is, is like his stats are so bad. Ah, he had three he shots in the chances. box and two, and two shots. I mean, three two touches goals. in the box and two shots, and they're both dongs, yeah, but, and they were great. That's what he does, and that's how they play. I, mean, I know. I just don't know if that's sustainable. You know, that's kind of like. Two years ago, Vardy, or last year, Vardy. Yeah, I exactly. But I don't when know. When he which looks one like that, yeah. When he looks like this, that's when you just want to hop on and see if you could ride it. Yeah, yeah. I guess okay. you're right. Yeah, the, when the form is titting like it was at the end of last season. Yeah, then then you Todd. Yeah, then you Todd. So home Brighton. I mean, early sneak peek. I think he's like not the worst captaincy shot. If you're a team that doesn't have Lukaku or something, there's a lot of guys that. He's ahead of that. No one's talking about probably. But, Just you know. huge punt, but huge yeah, punt. Think, but home Brighton. I think this week, other than Lukaku for captaincy, we'll it's get there. Tough. A lot of bad fixtures for the good team, so could be a good captaincy punt week yeah. to go for. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I definitely did want to hit on Man City because another team that a lot of us invested a lot into. And I mean, watching that Brighton game, it reminded me a lot of their performance. Um, at the Riverside last year when they were playing Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. Really had a tough time breaking them down. A lot of meaningless possession. Um, starting Danilo out there and Walker. I, I mean, Danilo was surprising. He was he had an absolutely shocking game. Really poor in the final third. Really lacking the quality and incisive final balls and things like that. I mean, Walker, we know what you're going to get. I mean, he'll just run down and like be like a fucking little dog and kind of do nothing. But, I mean, it took, you know, it took a little bit of silliness for them to get ahead and Pep was really sweating it in the second half Brighton pretty compact unit um I don't know are, are you worried about City no not at all I mean the amount the of hot take that's the, why we pod yeah the amount the, the amount of dominance was just staggering I thought you know like it takes a team as good as City to to pull something like that off 
or they just like you said, like their center backs on the heat map are in the ha- on the halfway line. I just feel like there's just like a little bit of you know they're just working the kinks out. Like it's early days. There were so many moments that were like, oh, that was an inch off from a goal. Or like, oh, my God, Aguero just missed like a clear-cut chance. Or like, you know, that oh, he's just off sides by half a second. You know, and like uh, cre- wait, that's credit to a- Brighton. They gave him a good, you know, a good go. But like, I just think a team like City, they're not going to play against a bus every week. And they're just going to they're just going to dominate that hard most weeks. And they that'll gonna play often about- lead to a lot of goals. You know, like they're going to play against the bus most weeks, though. And my concern when I'm watching them is that when they're playing Fernandinho, and then they have someone shitty like Danilo, who just doesn't know what's happening in the final third over there, they don't have a lot of attacking players, and they don't they don't have a lot of width. And yeah, but when, I mean, Danilo is pre- probably not going to play again like anytime <sighs> soon. Mendy's almost probably- back. He's like back in training and shit. Sane or something. And it just felt Fernandinho like they had a lot like of the last. You know, he's he's their only other defensive player other than their center backs. I mean, they have. They but that's have the so thing is attackers. that's five of their that's five of their players right there with the three center backs, Dino and and Danilo. So I mean, they are only running with six attackers when they're playing with their average possession. Their back lines at fucking halfway line. That's why they're passing around and dick farting around the whole game, and they couldn't do anything. I mean, they were they were one or two attacking players short. If he went to just a fucking back two and subbed someone off and put an extra attacker on, took Danilo off, I mean, took fucking Dino off, put Yaya on, like he didn't need the, he didn't need Dino in that game. It is weird to me that they're even running three in a back for all of the reasons that you just said, but also they just don't have much center back coverage. Like company's gonna get hurt, then what? They're just gonna throw everything out the window and go back to four at the back. I don't really understand. Yeah, that said, I mean. The window's not closed, who knows? The window's not closed, and it's it's Pep. You know, like, you have to give... No, the benefit of the doubt, but it's, benefit it's of the a doubt frustrating... It's like Pep and Mourinho and shit, and they'll, figure, they'll make whatever changes need to be to, to dominate even harder. And, you know, this is going to be a really, really tough week for them, maybe, against Everton, but I don't know. It's just... It's one of those things where if, if one of those early Aguero chances goes in, like, how many yeah. do they score against Brighton? Yeah, that's fair. You know, I don't know. I'm not. Okay. I'm no, honestly I'm, not worried. Like mainly because David, David getting a return definitely like <laughs> softens calmed. any concern I have. Yeah. But I'm, I'm. I mean, and Jesus also did, he had the handball, which was quest. I mean, I think it was a handball was a good call, but that was yeah. questionable. You could see in real time that going the other way. Yeah, they, they was, did have. So they did good. have a lot of. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was really good. I mean, for him to finish up on one point was very fortunate for us as non-owners, but. He looks good moving forward. Uh, he's going to be definitely consistently getting points. Him and points. Aguero are just, yeah, they're just going to yeah, score a lot good. of points. It was interesting um, that uh, Otamendi got reined in two some backs. bones. Yeah, yeah like his, I, his pass percentage and shit, I was looking, it's like 92. Yeah. If he's just, pretty good. He's, if he's like the most attacking of the three center backs, he'll probably come in with those kind of stats pretty often against buses, so... Yeah, he could. yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's five five. Like he could, he could come in huge. We both think they're going to get a lot of cleans this year. So, yeah, but they have to stick in that three at the back for him to still get starts. Because exactly. you think Stones plays, yeah. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at Patreon.com/slash/FMLFPL. Okay, moving on. So, I mean, the fact that you use Soup Du Jour already on JWP is so out of control because Soup Du Jour is just the Manchester United team. 
Yeah, I mean, they are the... Well, JWP Soup Du Jour is very much like Slack. Slack only people. That was like... like Patreon Slack. Patreon shit. supporters in Slack. He's the Soup Du Jour. But yeah, Menu is just fucking insanely dominant. I don't still... remember a, a, yeah, a game like that in a while where it was just like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for other teams that play United. I don't know how much to read into it. That West Ham were that bad. I mean, West Ham would have gotten beat 4-0 to any top six team. West Ham were by far the worst team at the weekend. Mm, Palace were... Uh, no, nah, I don't think so, dude. I mean, 3-0 like, to a promoted side, 4-0. I mean, that's, a, that's obviously like a worse result. But I just yeah. mean like as a team. Performance. Like, performance. like West Ham didn't, never threatened... Never adapted. They just gave. They were just like, "Here's my asshole. Like insert whenever you want. Just leave the midfield completely open." It was just like pathetic. But to United's credit, they took advantage of that and and fucked that asshole that was open. Yeah, it's good ass to fuck. <laughs> and when when in Rome, you know, I mean, they were almost like a four four two with like. Because Mata was tucking so far inside, and Rash was so far forward, like almost more forward than Lukaku. Yeah, like that was the difference, right? Like, look at United versus City's performance. Like, United had their backline playing like very high, for, very very high up, but they were actually interchanging constantly among their players when they're in the final third of the edge. That was just fucking nightmare, confusing West Ham. But like City, I feel like we're not doing that as effectively. And I know that they brought Jesus deeper towards the second half to try and pick the ball, but it was so fucking predictable what City was going to do. Every time any player got the ball, they made the same of two passes. Like Every time Danilo got the ball, he either faked to go to the byline and then passed backwards. Like Every time Kev got the ball, he just like wrote, tran- like transferred yeah, the play. To mean, but like United were just all over the place, buzzing out of control, like everyone making diags, like everyone going all over the place. I, I think, and maybe I'm just seeing with through Liverpool lenses, but I think that's more West Ham versus Brighton is the difference okay. between those two. They were that like, disorganized? Yeah, I mean, when you, look at, when you look at Brighton's heat map, just the heat map, not even talking about their organization or anything, they were basically in a 6-1-3 formation. And no one on their team average position was across the halfway line. They just like could not have possibly been more of a bus. Like they may take the bus advertisement away from Mourinho. But you look at West Ham and just, you know, the eye test also. Like they were actually trying to attack. They had like, you know, Arnie and fucking Cheech and Ayu and shit and like I don't know, their midfield's of absolute nightmare. And they were, like, trying to go forward and, like, trying to win the ball and, and just getting, like, caught and just giveaways and just wide-open counterattacks. I think you give Man City that exact same team, I think they'd probably score more. They'd probably score okay. six in that same game. Fair. Fair. That's how I see it. Fair. All right, hopefully Southampton can do, do them next week. Yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah we get a little JWP, Gabbiadini, Birdie Festival. But, yeah, I mean, they were fucking great. Mkhitaryan, hot on everyone's radar. Yeah, Everyone already has gotta, Lukaku. Gotta be looking hot very hard at Mkhitaryan after that performance. He's great. Yeah, I mean... It, he could have an absolutely monster season. Yeah, there was there was a version of Chelsea where they scored a fucking million goals in a title-winning 
season. You know, it's not what Moose yeah. known for, but I feel like the players for, are good enough that they could just yeah, do it by accident. Exactly. I feel like, like look at Paul's fourth. Like that's fucked up. Yeah, I feel like that's Moose tactics almost in a nutshell. Is like just get the most insane, ridiculous superstars ever in the front four. And like he'll just he'll piece together whatever defense. Like give him any like big guy and he'll make like a good defense. Then he yeah. needs like the super most expensive elite attackers. Yeah. And they'll just he, like, like they they'll make just the get most it out done. Of it. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll make the most out of it. Um all right, anything else you want to hit on before we move on? What do you think? You wanna do anything? I don't want to talk about Chelsea because fuck that. Like Spurs, whatever. I, I mean Spurs, there's not that much else to be yeah, said. They're all, I mean they're all fine. I mean J Rod was one that stuck out in, yeah, he in was highlights. Good. He started at Striker. Yeah. That was the thing that like yeah. made me hate he him never, in preseason. Never started a striker in preseason. Yeah, Rondon. Rondon. Yeah, Pulis listens to the potty. Bench Rondon. J-Rod had fucking insane stats. Yeah, he could have had Unlucky to not score. Yeah. Um, and then in that same game, it was nice, you know, Ake getting a bonus and a one and a one no nil loss was just yeah. everything that we were talking about in preseason too. But did neither of us end up with him? Yeah, I don't have him. Too soon. Well, he got less than all three of your starters, so that was a good pick. Yeah, but, you know, I'm happy for other people who have him. That's yeah, good. no, okay, yeah, it's good to see Ake doing well. I'm sure we'll get him in soon. Yeah. Get well, get well soon. Um, uh, let's let's look on to Caps. Yeah, I think we can move on now. So, yeah, yeah Caps. So, caps, I mean, Lukaku is just... Hard to see past. Hard to see uh, past, and... Beyond the fixture be a- and everything, the ownership and the captaincy percentage and the form, it's just, it's got to be Lukaku, I think. Yeah, I but- agree. I mean, I think when you're looking at a week where Spurs are playing Chelsea and Man City's playing Everton, Arsenal at Stoke, which is never a pushover, even though they do normally, I feel like, do well against them. The only other place you got to look is Liverpool. I mean, I think Bob, Mane, or Salah are all very viable captaincy options. Very reasonable. Against but Pal. I mean, Pal, we're, we're, in, we're in bad shape. Yeah, we're in bad we, shape right now. We're in bad shape. The, we, we just got bonus, a lot of new faces. The bonus stuff you just brought up with Salah and Mane, though, is ringing heavily in my head, though. Like, <laughs> you never, because you never want to captain a guy who's, who, you know, because you're captaining, really, you just want one return. Obviously, you want more, yep. but like, you. Yeah. You really, really, really like are praying for just a single return. And if you're looking at guys like Salah and Mane who are pretty much never going to get baps on a single return, that's not great. No, it's certainly not great. Maybe Bob. Bob? Yeah, I think. I think Bob's I still a reasonable think, captain. I think it is not very difficult to imagine Liverpool scoring four goals in this game. So for those reasons, I think any of these players could double return. And if yeah. I only had one of them, I would. Definitely think about captaining them, but I still think Lukaku is better than any of them because of the Swansea is also not that great, even though they're a little more organized. But I think you still are looking at with Lukaku. I mean, it's only game week two. He just got a brace. United looked fantastic. Is this a good time to go away from someone like that? I don't think so. Yeah, there's no reason to. You know, your Liverpool guys are still kind of differentials. You know, just let them 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 do that. Yeah. And captain the safer, better yeah. option. I mean, you look yeah. at you look at what Southampton just did to Swansea. Yeah, they scored no goals. They outshot them twenty nine to two, and that's Southampton. You know, like United are about to just destroy this team. I think there's no reason not to. So yeah, 
But yeah, I do like Vardy as a punt. I mean, Lacazette is kind of punty, but I don't hate it at all. Yeah, um, I don't know. Stoke, Stoke at home, I just never feel like that's a good attacking fixture. Yeah, they're pretty it's, tight it's at not home. great, but they're fucking bad. God, that sucks. It's the late game on Saturday. I don't have anyone in that game. Uh, I hate not having anyone in that game. Maybe Zaha will be injured and you'll bring in Rambo. There's no way that I would bring in Rambo. Rambo looked good, dude. Nah, fuck him, dude. He sucks. <laughs> um, and then let's just go to our teams, I think. Um, yeah, you can I mean, we're, we're both trying to save. Saving after game week one is really a recipe to success. I mean, you, you want the extra data points. You always want to have two free transfers if possible for a double move or for just one free move or if you really need to, a triple move for minus four is not the end of the world. But using one transfer this week feels bad. It, it pretty much means your, your squad was too risky and too thin out the gate, and hopefully you'll, you'll learn that lesson for next season, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are exceptions to that, of course. If you went yeah. in with, like, Gaza, who had a red, or you had Fab with a red. And, uh, or you know, both, yeah. Yeah, or both. That's not inconceivable. I mean, there are those cases. And then also, if you had someone who got injured, like... I mean, I'm sitting with two injuries right yeah, now. That's it's, fucking it's unlucky. Awful. Yeah, it's unlucky. Yeah, so but even I, still, with two injuries, like, you can feel still 11. Okay. Yeah, I could like, easily just go four four two, play Dan, and just let it go. Yeah, and like we're we're talking about other teams that like literally cannot field eleven this yeah. week, which yeah, is just that's you that soon. You know, that's yeah, too that many. Um, but you know, if you have to make a transfer, you do. I don't have to make a transfer. I like the look of my team right now. I have a lot of good matchups this week, so I'm feeling good. I'm not. I'm not okay. touching it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same thing. I think if Zaha's confirmed out and it's going to be something that's not just a niggle or a knock, I'll probably figure out what to do with him because, you know, I'm not trying to play week by week if he's going to be in in or out of this team. But I have problem with Danilo. I I don't know if he's going to start against. Yeah, Everton. Danilo is sketchy. It's I don't yeah. know. I I mean I got to be honest. I I love the player. I've never seen him play so poorly before. Yeah, a lot His of the pods were like shitting on him and like how unproductive he was at Real Madrid he, and stuff. He was terrible, but yeah. whenever I, I mean, I didn't see him at Real Madrid because he never played at Real Madrid, but every single time I watched Porto when they were in that Champions League group and in that Champions League year, he was fucking amazing. Yeah, so, he's like a tools guy. He just yeah. has like every tool imaginable yeah. at his yeah. disposal. Yep. So, I mean, he was trying shit like off his chest, like half volleys and like it was just, he was a joke. It was just he was kicking it into road one thousand million places. So I don't know what I'm doing with Danilo, but that's a very big problem because I it was a very short term punt. But with Zaha injury, Lejeune injury, all of a sudden I'm a little short. So I'm not sure. I have to see. I have to see. What yeah, the we news need more info. Zaha. Right? Need more info. I need need pressers. So Lambs will be interesting this week, but I don't know if I mean if Gabbiadini blanks against West Ham, it's going to be a tough one for me to hang on to him. But if I don't have two frees, I don't want to stick in that price bracket um, at the at the striker spot. I'd want to bump him up. So, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah early already, doors, you're in a little well, bit of trouble. I mean, the Zaha. If he's not injured, then I'm so happy, and I can just play it by ear and figure out what to yeah, do after but if game, he's week, injured, game week two. Very troublesome. If he's injured and like I've got Lejeune again, like Lejeune's at Huddersfield this week, and then he has a sea of fantastic fixtures. Like I would have put him first on my bench, and then I would be even less concerned. Yeah, but as it is right now, I have one player on my bench because I have two. I have two injuries and I have McBurney. A lot of injuries and red cards. Game week one. 
Yeah, no, a lot of a lot of shit. Fucking so. Newcastle, dude. Two defenders, two yeah, first steps. That, that's done. and they're their two most nailed defenders. Yeah, that's fucking shit, dude. So a little, little fucked up right now with my squad. But the problem is, is this is the peripheral of my squad, and I like my core. I like my four midfielders of Lukaku. So we'll see. Yeah, at least you have that going for you. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I'm in the worst case, if I have to take an early hit to sort out some of these injuries or whatever, then I'll fucking do that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do yeah. what you gotta do. Yeah. Um. All right. You ready for some fucking Patreon anus slaps or what? <sighs> Fucking shit, dude. We have a lot to read. A lot of slots. And then we just bang out. We just bang them out, dude. Which column do you want? Um, I'll go one and I'll kick it off. Okay. All right, so this is a big, big shout out. Thank you to all the patrons that signed up on uh, patreon.com backslash. Backslash FMLFPL. We got a lot of stuff going on there. We have a Slack channel, which has just been popping off. We have over 100 people in there right now. Uh, talking about all things RMT related, festival related, game day chat's been insane. A lot of good banter. It's so fun, um, yeah, I love it. A lot of leagues, a lot of action. But so anyway, one of our features is a slap on the ass, anus slap on the slap. We're just going to shout out you guys who are keeping us going, covering costs, covering podcast costs. And here we go. We got Nick Lenardi. Thank you to Liam Kelly. Baren, <laughs> fucking dude. There are some really difficult <laughs> yeah, names. We're going to butcher some shit Bar- big time. Baron. Bar- <laughs> 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 uh, he's not using a remove because I can't say his name. Baron Vandermer Merwe. Jor- <laughs> I'm sorry, Baron. Jordan Ray, Oscar Lozano, Sean Murphy, Jordan Forster, Nick Forster, the Forster duo. Love you guys. Cameron Spanner, Spanner in the Works, Rob Waters, Nothing Wet Like Water, Colin Foley, Dan Kelm, Mark, no, no last name, Alex Bryan, double barrel first names, Chris Allison, another first name, and a second name is a girl's name, Hugh Forte, Luke Thunberg, Thunshot Legend, Victor Sterner, Eric Lee Pimpley, hey, what's up, dude, Michael Thiel, LA, my friend, Christopher, no last name, Ashir, Ray and Khan, Geyer, Jeldy, Amo, Atwal, Amo, great to see you. Dude, you left David out, Heron. you didn't say Ash to Ash for Ashier. I gotta throw that uh, out. Fuck, I, he hated it. Yeah. Benjamin Hicks, Teron Hall, Raymond Jones, everyone loves Raymond. Andrew Cravota, Eric Jorf. <laughs> We're so bad with these fucking Nordic names, dude. They're there so difficult. so many names. Eric Jorford, uh, Jack Walsh with an E Walshy, Mitch Maynard, Alexander Castell, uh, Luke Jordan, Pontus Jokefist, Martin Nilsson, Mario Hansen, Herodero, Julian Stevenson, Michael Weber, Andrew Cook, Colin Bothwell, Kieran Berg, Christopher Gelke, Jeff Walker, Lucas Matthew, Luke Popolock, Glenn, no last name, Alex Kenny, double barrel first names, Zubin Shaw, and Chase Heck. Thank you guys. That's the first half. Long take it away. Dude, I'm fucking in tears right now. Oh, that's good or bad? It was so funny, dude. It was great. <laughs> I was dying. It reminded me of like old sponsor days where I would just take headphones off, but I decided to leave them on right now. All right, go on. <clears throat> All right, column two. Orange Shapiro, my brother, Matthew Steenstrip, Brett Cass, Ethan Rone, Christian Torrenson. This name is just... <laughs> I mean, Ingi, that's fine. The, the letter, the first letter of the last name. <laughs> Looks like a... <laughs> No, but it's, he's Icelandic, dude. He's a cool dude. We're I not making fun dude, of you. Love but I you. I just can't. 
the it's, it's definitely a, a it's got to be a B or a P. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm a mess. Man. I'm gonna take my headphones off. I think I'm dying. Right, I'm taking my headphones off. Oh, God, Ingi Poor Halgrimson, Colin Cole Johnson, Vito, hi, Ronan Shapiro, my other brother, Anton Torhammer, Legend, Jeremy Weeks, Aaron Barker, Sean Kemper, Ian Cusack, Kenneth MK, MK Dons, Ben Rutler, Miko Repo, Colin Schatz, which is just, is that your real name? Colin Schatz? That's fucking insane. Um, Arnie Magnuson, Icelandic genius, John O. Nightingale, John Joe, getting red cards, Graham Connolly, Alexander Dim, Dim, Kristen Torson, Luke Evans, Justin Evans, the brothers. They, they, they subscribe at the exact same time, too. I wonder if they're actually brothers. Matt Darty, Barry and James, Ryan Dale, Scott Ostek, Tempe Bug Legend, Max Evans, Dustin Willett, Petro, no last name, Philip Moeller, Mark George, Zachary Hughes, Mitchell Find, Findlater, I'll find you later, dude. Luke Friesen, Lyle, no last name, Zach Payne, Brandon Born, Borner, Gavin Carroll, Lee, Duffy, Ledbetter. Reminds me of Ledbetter on Middlesbrough. Brian Ward, Robert Turnbull, Hugo Marsh. Hugo Marsh, dude. He, I think he's topped the uh, prize league table. It sticks out to me. Alden H. Jacobson, Stephen Griffin, Brian Kirwan, Wolfgang Jones, David Jessman, and the David duo, David Cullen. And that's it. Thank you so much, guys. We love you so much. You're keeping the pod pouting. I have actual tears in my eyes right now, dude. (laughs) We cannot do this every week. Well, there's not going to be this many every week. Oh, it's new guys only? Yeah, it's new guys only. Like, when you you subscribe, we read you. I'm actual tears in my eyes, dude. I was fucking (laughs) losing it, dude. Oh, oh my boy. God. It's like holiday dinners at my house. Like, me and Oren, one of the donators, lock eyes and just fucking die. That's soup. Yeah, the soup, dude. You know all about that shit. Okay. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. As Walsh mentioned, Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Thank you so much. We love you all and cheers. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at Patreon.com slash FMLFPL.